Father God, thank you for bringing us here today at Oh, You Thought You Were Grown podcast. Please watch over us and guide us and guide our our words, Lord, to help us speak and project to our our peoples out there. Please watch over our, our fans and our little community growing. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 Welcome back to Oh, You Thought You Were Grown. I am Chrissy Chrissy, and this is Debbie Cakes. Welcome back. If this is your first time visiting us, please like, subscribe, follow us. We're a weekly podcast. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. we comes with a new episode, so you can catch us everywhere that podcasts are. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Yes, yes. Welcome, everybody. I want to thank all of our viewers and our family that are like giving us all positive feedbacks and letting us know we can do and change so hopefully this episode will be a little different but we still have our hot topics um our old lady talk and oh you thought you were grown moments mm-hmm. so thank you to everybody with our with the feedbacks and um the likes and the reposting thank you so much so today i have for y'all a couple of com- couple of topics um, so we start a new segment called old lady talk so our old lady talk today is going to be about how you reset after a breakup and how do you basically find your inner peace and then we have our of course old it's called oh you thought you were a grown moment which will be I was talking about us being young and dumb in a relationship. And then, of course, our hot, juicy topic. So stay tuned. So, Miss Prissy Chrissy, tell me, how do you find your peace after a breakup? Uh, that's a good question. After breakups, I kind of go through the motion of, like, getting over the person. Like, I do it, like, grief. Like, first I'm in denial. Then I'm sad. Um, then I'm angry. And then I just find joy and just move on. After a while, I'll be like, oh, I really didn't care that much. I put too much effort in there. I, so it doesn't take much for me to get over people. I think that's just how I made up. I, I am the, I'm the opposite. Like, I, I think I fall very easily. So, and I wear my heart on my sleeve. So, when it's time for, like, the breaking up, it's like, I do go through that, like, Oh my God! Why I haven't gonna live without that person? Oh my goodness! I need them, and you know, from the jump, you know, you feel like you need that person, or not even need. Uh, you start to see yourself with that person long term. So, when it's for me to like break up and reset, it's like find all the bad qualities of that person. Like, you know what? He wasn't that cute. You know, I gotta think of all the bad things, and then I'm like tallying that up. Like, man, I don't need him. I don't want that no more. I'm good. I can find better. Oh, so and so was way much better, and I just gotta like, I don't know, double it. Do you have to do that? Like, say you're breaking up with the person. Do you go through that? The same thing when you're the one who's breaking in the relationship? When I break up, I'm already checked out. Like, if I break up with you, I'm already checked out. So that's why I'm breaking up with you because I don't see it going anywhere or it's not working. So I'm already, like, checked out. Like, okay, deuces, I'm done. I'm over it. But if it's, like, something that wasn't, like, amicable and we broke up and it's, like, like a heartbreak, I'm like, oh, this is like horrible. But then I just got to keep myself busy. I keep myself busy. And I kind of like, I used to jump right into dating pool again. Like once I was done with the ship, I was like, boom, I'm on Tinder. I'm on what's the name? I'm on everything trying to find something new. Before you had Noah, right? Yeah, before I know it, I was always like, oh, this is over. Let me find something new. Let me just, you know, out with the old, in with the new. So I would like basically try to find somebody to replace that person. But me as an adult now, I feel like I need a little break. I need a break. I need. I do a, like a, a cleanse, a self cleanse of cleansing myself from that relationship and kind of cutting ties with 
them completely because I'm I'm like friends with all my exes and whatever. Not always say friends. We're no beef. So I gotta like you know find my inner peace like and focus on me and me heal from that relationship for hopping into a different relationship because a lot of times we do that one to another. Really, yeah, one relationship ends where it wasn't my choice. Well, it was still my choice to end the relationship, but I never been like broken up with. That's what I'm trying to say. So no one's ever left me. So everything's always been on my terms. So I put it. I'm like, you kind of. I can just. I already fed up. By the time I decided to leave, I'm already tapped out of the relationship. The only time that happened to me is when I was dating the devil. He got that girl pregnant. And I didn't have to go through the motions. That's the only thing I can draw back from, like, having to go through the motions of um, being sad. But after a breakup, I'm like, a breakup? I need to break up in my life now because I have blow-up season after breakups. Like, I start going to the gym. <laughs> like, all that time. That's resetting. That tummy tea, trying to get fine and get right. Uh, <laughs> right, take this, like, it's blows. I'm like, focus, like, all that energy I was putting into whoever. I'm like, putting that back into me. I'm trying to, whatever you were doing, I'm trying to heal that and, and move on. I don't think that I was like, I don't think I jumped from relationship to relationship, but I definitely kept pushing. You know what I do, just to be honest. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. So, I don't have a lot of new boyfriends. What I do is I go visit my ex boyfriend. <laughs> so let me go talk to a boyfriend before you. And you know, because they always want to. That's why I can't be friends with any of my exes because there's always space. Because I leave on my terms and not their terms. So it's either something they do and they're trying to make it back up or something like that. So I, it's not that I have any beef with anybody. I just can't open that door because. It's like I leave it unclosed and maybe even closure too. So I, I don't get the closure and if I if I come back around, I can open that box in not gonna say anytime, but just I know that that you open Pandora box anytime. Not only anytime because some of them are like in full on marriages, but it's not healthy. It could be you know since so, so I, for my relationships I just keep it moving. We just if I see you on about I may speak, I may not speak, who knows? But I definitely, breakups are like glow up. Like, it's like at first. How, how long do you need to accept it and move on? Is it like two weeks or is it like? Two weeks. No, 14 days um, starts to happen. So after 14 days, that's time to like process and to get over the relationship and to, you know, move on. And I'm like, okay, good. Next. But now I think I take, well, last two relationships, I've took in large breaks in between which I feel like I needed that you know I need that reset that me time the regrouping to know what I did wrong what I can do better in the next relationship sometimes I didn't do anything wrong sometimes it's you know I just learn you know and that's something I think I do think every I, that's what gets me over because I think everybody is here to teach you something every experience and they come in your life, you get to learn something for. And I always think if I'm running to the same person over and over again, this is something that I need to learn from this person that I'm not getting. Right. You don't even break up, but you keep coming back. And, you know, you go through that spell. Like, you, we know we're not good together, but this is. About this. It's, it's comfort for you to always go back to that, but it's not right, you know? Yeah. I feel like I need that 14 days to reset. So this is basically like. Gather my thoughts. I have, like, you know, 14 days forms a habit. So once that 14 days and I'm over the relationship, I'm done. I'm good. And I move on. But now I'm taking more time in between relationships and figuring out what I did wrong or what happened, what I didn't like. Like you said, everything is a learning, a learning curve or a learning situation. Everything might come in your life for a reason. Yeah, people come into your life for a reason. So sometimes you got to bump in a couple times, girl. To go back to him, bump your head a couple times, and when you're sick and tired, that's what I always say. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're giving it to him. Right? So, yeah. So, first thing is, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't broken up with somebody. And it's been so long. Dang it. I'm a good breakup. <laughs> I need to lose this weight. <laughs> I know if I break up, I'm going to be skinny like. <laughs> Procrastination out the window, but I'm doing everything. I'm the boss up. Huh? 
first thing we do once a, a relationship is broken up, we're like, I gotta get fine, I gotta get and go to the cow. Like I just go out. Oh, what I would do now, like it's been so I don't even know what I would do after a breakup. I know I would get myself in order first, like I was gonna get fine because every time you see me, you won't cry. Listen, I used to delete the guys off of, like, I will block you so you can't see what's going on with me anymore. But now, no. I want you to see me looking good. See what you missing. Yeah, I used to dance. So, you know, that's how me and the kids did. That's why we're not friends on social media no more. Because <laughs> we broke up. Like, how did you look? When I was playing with you, so it's like six years now. We broke up and I blocked him off of social media. You been blocked ever since? I blocked you. And he's just like, I'm not fine. I'm blocked after that? No. Wow, that's so petty. Yeah, and then because I was just like, I don't want to argue about such things. I just never just, and we both so bullheaded and strong that we're both like, I'm too picky. I'm not going to ask you to be my friend on social media. I flagged a couple of emails so you can't send me no emails. Blocked me on too, just in case you try to contact, you cannot contact me at all, sir. That's only the devil. Whoever contacted you, they don't really email me. For a reason, he was really a devil. Like, sir, who is this? Think somebody have ever emailed? Oh, you know, yes, Jay did. Jay emailed. Who beat you, baby? Who gets in touch with you? Facebook messages. Blocked him everywhere. He sent me an email, and it's like I opened it like literally recently. Like, what is email? Yeah, email. And I was like, how the hell do I block an email? But yeah, you need to. I need that. Time. And I always say that I need that time. Like if we break up, I need that time to get away from the, the agents. You, I can't see you. I need to detox you out of my system. And really, I I need a week. A week to detox you. I need fourteen days. I, yeah, I need a week. And I and I always wait. I never did fourteen days till I started dating. I always did a month. Yeah. yeah, a month is a good time. Like I now take three to four months after a relationship. I need to get over. I need to grow. I need to make sure that person's out of my system. So the next person, I'm not like titter tattering between them. Yeah. No, and I'm kind of over that. Like I'm officially over you, so I can move. Yeah, you move on too fast, and then you're in a new situation, but you still are attached to the old situation. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's not healthy either. Anything? Have you ever did anything like crazy to get over somebody or like weird? I think with the devil. I, I, that's the only experience I have being crazy. It's like I had to see. You lost your mind. That's why I called him the devil. I called him the devil. He did was the devil. Like, I was on my cycle for like three months straight. He was like emotionally draining. You know what I did? I wrote Kryptonite a letter. Oh. That was, that was like the worst thing I've ever done. But I wrote him a letter explaining to him how he broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And I thought, listen, this is Dr. Brandon's fault. Dr. Brandon, if you're listening, this is all your fault. <laughs> he told me to write a letter to Kryptonite to help me get over him. My dumbass was just write the letter, burn it or write the letter and read it out loud and be done with it. No, I felt like I had to go an extra step. I had to go read it to him so he know what he did. Man, you don't know bread. <laughs> you want him. Well, I think when you give somebody the chance to look, know the problem, you're still looking for him to fix the problem. Like when you brought it to him, like, this is how you broke my heart. I want you to fix it, is what he was saying. You are over him when you wrote that letter. Yeah, I wasn't. Well, I'm over him now, but I'm saying. No, I think after reading it to him, his reaction was like an asshole-like reaction. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is not it. I needed to read this letter to you. I was bamboozled. Like, I felt like, because what happened was I was reading it, but I was getting tongue-tied. I was being nervous. I was sweating. My arm was sweating. It was a lot going on. It was me being nerve-wracking. And he's like, you know what? Let me read it. So he snatched it from me and read it. And him reading it was like him take control of the situation, which was no way now. But we needed that to get over him. I needed that to get over him. Like once we, I read that, he read it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's not gonna happen again. We're still friends, but like relationship wise, hurt that he hurt me too much. Like too many times, I gave him too many chances for him to, you know, rekindle or whatever. It's part of it. Isn't that like the worst part? Is like you tried me, like bitter. You're because when people try you and take advantage of you, you're giving them like your raw and. And honest, just like vulnerability and love, that building that back up is so hard. Like you build a castle over your heart, kind of. You know what I mean? 
that's how it's the hardest part. Like, no matter what, like, 14, 14 days doesn't heal that. Three months doesn't heal that callus. Well, it's not for me. How have you been able to maneuver during, like, heartbreak and people try your love? Like, how have you been able to maneuver? What are some things you do to put that back in place? Uh, By finding my peace. So that was, like, the second part of this question was, like, I find my peace by, like, being okay with myself and not changing, not letting that situation change my unique self. Because sometimes we, we leave, like, situations of, like, you know what? I got rejected for this or I didn't or I wasn't definitely not good enough or not like mm-hmm. like you something is wrong with me yeah. that that person is just missing out on you know what i'm saying so me learning to accept myself or accept what happened which is what happened is a lesson learned and moving on forward versus changing who i am be another person for the next person you know what i'm saying like wow, you make it perfect sense i always feel like i would say that if god gave this idea of love to me it means he gave it to another person so if i didn't get that right with you that means that you weren't the person who was supposed to receive my love anyway right exactly exactly all right so i, I always think of it like that and a lot of times i know i have romanticized love um, in like a fairy tale kind of <sighs> whimsical, like I know I did that, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's not realistic, but to, I think it is. And I always tell myself, like, I just I, I don't want to give that up. I don't want anyone to hurt me. Exactly. You you are not going to be able to. You can't take that away from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've hurt me, but I want, I still want to believe in this fairy tale. I still want to believe that a love that I imagine still exists. You know what I'm saying? So I just try to hold on to that, even if that person wasn't an example of it. I just feel like he wasn't meant for me. And move on. Yeah. yeah. That's hard. It is hard. Mm-hmm. But keep your heads up, girls. You know? out there. Don't let these fellas or ladies, you know, who knows how you swing. Alright, so um, next topic is, oh, you thought you was grown. Real, um, moment in your life, like as, um, as a kid, like a relationship that you thought you was so grown and something you did or I don't know, like when we did go like teenage love that was stupid. Love that we thought was like it was it, or you know, I don't know, like I've done a lot of dumb things in relationships, or maybe was something done in a relationship as a kid. I think the jailbait story was the dumbest, but which one? The jailbait with um. Oh yeah, the older guy. Episode one. If you don't know the story, she tells us that in episode one. <laughs> first like love maybe my first boy uh but you know young and dumb what i did this guy was dating i swear like that was he was it like you know my high school love we're gonna have kids together we're gonna live together and it's gonna be like you know it's like the people in the in the stories you like the whimsical love we got a phone together at 18 years old we had a phone line together you messed it up of course you messed it up <laughs> you put something in his name in your name him in my name, it was both of our names. We had a, a an account together, a T-Mobile, not like a Metro or a Boost Mobile. Not was it um Cricket or nothing? We had a freaking T-Mobile phone line together. And that's when T-Mobile was like it, like or you know, like Verizon, AT and T, T-Mobile. Exactly. What? I didn't do nothing like that. I never did. I never. I have, I'm thirty some years old, and I've never put anything in anybody's name for nobody. Yep, we had a phone together. So it was what happened was it was me, and my mom, and one line together, and um she left the line for some crazy reason. I think she like wrecked the bill up or whatever. So I had my own line. So I said uh, he's my boyfriend. I was in love with him. Oh, let's get a phone together, like a phone plan. And we did. We had those like matching sidekick. I had like a pink one. He had a black one. It was like it was a black one. It was a pink one. <laughs> a black.
black one and pink one. We have matching sidekicks with it was back in the day's favorite five, so you have five people you want to talk to. Because seven. Yep, after the after seven, talk to that person because you know, counting up. That's how old it was. Like that was an old Dutch was girl moment. So don't know nothing about that. You know, she fake from those things. Yeah, talk to her. Yeah, Ruby. <laughs> Yeah, we had a phone together and we kept it together for a while and we actually started dating other people and you still had the phone? And I had the phone, he'll pay the phone bill and listen, I never paid the phone bill. Oh, he paid the phone bill. He paid the phone bill. So did the phone ever get messed up? Like the line account get messed up? All the time, girl, for like every month, our phone was getting disconnected. I'm like, what the hell? Why is my phone disconnected? And I would call his ass. I'm like, why are you didn't pay the bill? First of all, ex boyfriend that I'm not talking to no more. Ex boyfriend, I'm not talking more. Phone is cut off. Why is our phone cut off? I'm pretty sure I've done stupid things. Let me tell you, the stupid. I was not a teenager. I was a grown up. I didn't date that much as a teenager. People would like to say I did, but I did not. Um, people, wait a minute. Who? Let's put a pen. Who is people? Thought you dated a lot. My kid did. He would say he would say I dated a lot of people. I did. Oh, he don't count, child. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as a grown up, I. Okay, I was still a kid. I was thinking I'm grown. Like, when you're like 21, 22, 23, you're not grown. You're just of age and an idiot. <laughs> you're just an idiot. Like, high, a lot of energy idiot. That's pretty much what you are. And I was like that age, and I let this guy try me. And it wasn't even like the um like financial. I didn't play with my finances. Like I've always had to say, like I have some of my OG aunts who are like keep it honey with me. Like you can play with my mind, you can play with my hands, but you can never play with my wallet, baby. So, so I never had anything like that. Like even when I had my first apartment, like at seventeen. I never put my boyfriend on at the time in the lease. Just in case he tried to act funny, you can always go. This is my place. You can never put me out of nothing. Like I never did anything like that. When I got a car, <clears throat> I always did it myself. <clears throat> so I never did anything like that. But I remember we started I was just talking to him and um we would date and we was Doing grown folks things while I was a child, and um, he was just like, "Oh, one day he was like, oh, we can't talk anymore. Um, I think I'm gonna try to work it out with my ex." So he's, I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." And he talked to his ex for like two weeks, and then he came back around, took me to dinner, and he was like, "Oh, I made a mistake. I was happy, and I took him back. I think that was the stupidest thing I did." Yeah. <laughs> that was like stupid things. Like I look back and I cringe. Like okay, I cringe at that. I ran into him later in life, and um, he wanted to talk or whatever, like date and see where we can go. Because he's like, oh, we always had like chemistry. And I was like, I'm not even that person anymore. Like I cringe that. Right, I took you back. What did that took my you? I just gave you my energy, my space. Like I, I, I look back and I was like, "Did you not know your worth?" Like I was just having fun and not taking anything, like any value in serious because I was in a relationship with you know a boy. Shout out to high, you know, high school. We got a place together, and it was so serious. So I was just trying to have fun, and that fun was like. I didn't take myself serious and I accepted anything. And I just cringe at that, like, oh, what are you thinking? Why are you let that man try you for fucking dinner at fucking IHOP? Let me be out. It was like afternoon or some shit off of Memorial Drive. <laughs> so mad at myself for that, like, why are you let that man try you like that? And then get into it, it was like, ah. Have all these expectations. But after a while, I started like I, I cringed immediately after because then I started hitting him with like, "Oh, you gotta stop paying bills." 
like about finance. Like I knew how to write a checkbook. I think I learned that in school. I'm at home make, right? I feel home make teaches you that. Huh? I feel home teaches you that, right? You have a little egg. How to write a check or whatever. But I never learned how to balance it. It wasn't until my ex coworker, well, she's a devil, but anyways. Um, <laughs> she taught me how to like balance my checkbook, like legit. Like I was like, um, I'd be like twenty two, maybe twenty one. I was just basically paying bills. Like I make good money, and I was like, okay, these are get paid first, and I'll manage. You know, versus play money. I didn't learn how to like actually like manage my checkbook. Okay, there's so much in like actual budget until a little later on when I had to when my husband lost his job and I had to make money work you know that's when I learned how to really budget and I was like putting um I did a folder method basically you have a folder for rent light cable whatever and every pay period you just take money you put in the envelopes that's how I learned and that's what I've been doing ever since that's a good method. I know a lot of people who still do that to make sure everything is covered and then they have their savings like that. Like a folder for their savings, a folder for this is the money I'm going to live. Yeah. So I think that was great. Was that that was it? But nobody ever, like my parents never taught me, okay, we have to save this. You need to get a 401k. You need to invest in this. Nobody ever taught me that. Do you think so? Hmm. No. I know no one taught my mama. I hope no. I know my dad. No one taught my dad. I think my dad's, um, his wife now is very good. And like, she's taught me my adult years. So when I went down to school, I learned so much from her about money. And it's a lot about money with her and how to build credit with her. And my mom also did too. She taught me a lot. A lot. Because, <clears throat> She did teach me a lot. Like I had to realize, I was like, my when I came back and said, I was like, "Mommy, your credit score, like you are more than eight hundred." And she was like, "Yeah, I pay my bills on time. I don't pay with my bills. I pay my bills on time. I don't no late fees, none of that. Like you don't realize, like paying bills late marks against you. I didn't know that. <clears throat> so I learned that later on in life, and then I started reading books, but." <clears throat> I started, I know no one taught my mom, so it was like a um, a learning lesson. So she learned, and whatever mistakes she made, I benefited for, from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you have conversations with your parents now about money? No, my mother is horrible with money, so I don't have conversations with her uh, about money. Uh, me and Jim, we talk a lot about more stocks and bonds and stuff like that, and 401ks and what to invest in. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, we never had that conversation with even my father. Like, um, I don't know if he's even, he was even good with money. Like, I, I have no idea. Like, we've never had that money talk. And I wish that I did have that parent to have that money talk with so I know how to manage the bills. And what about his wife? talking to his wife about how it was he with money? Talking to whose wife? Your daddy's wife. No. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna learn from everybody. She she shares finances with him. Yeah, you can learn. Nah, I I didn't learn anything. I mean, I never asked her. It was never a conversation that came up. Like, I basically had to like learn how to manage my money on my own. Like, and like recently, I've been um uh, reading that book, The Budget Nista. Uh huh. Um. She it's it's um. Learn about money. What is it called? Yeah, the best lady. She, um, she was like a teacher, and she saved up all this money, paid off her student loan, paid off her car, bought her house, paid her all up. So she's real reputable. I think she's been out for like I think for like 15, 10, 15 years now. So I know who you're talking about. So um, she has a book that came out, and I've been reading it and learning so much from it. So I want to learn as much as I can, and to teach Noah, like, even now with, with money, we have a couple piggy banks, and I, when he was younger, I would say this, a nickel, penny, dime, a quarter, and he'd be like, penny, 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 penny. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll try this again next year. We'll put like we'll add a coin every year. <laughs> we will learn a, pa- a coin every year, but he's you know knowing when he finds a penny, he has to put in a penny. You know, save it. You know, mm-hmm. I want him to get in again. Um, once he gets older, I want to teach him about saving and how to manage his money because nobody taught me that. And I wish they did. Are you comfortable with money now? Comfortable with money now. Are you comfortable talking about it? Talking about it? No. No. Yeah. I think once the boys get a certain age, I think we're going to have open discussions about finances, like where we are. Either later on, around, say probably some age between like 12 and 13, the finances are going to be an open book. Like, this is what we have coming in. This is what's going out. This is what is for here. I think that's what I want to do with the boys. I want them to be comfortable with money. I want money to never be an issue for them. Talking about it. Oh, here's the thing, too. This is my mom's thing. She was so uncomfortable with money because she would pass out. So anytime she dealt with a lot of money, it would give her anxiety to the point that she would pass out. Like, that's not uncomfortable. I shouldn't be begging there because mama would been dead if she had got that money. Yeah, so anytime she gets money, a lot of times she, like, I have to come there, I have to count it out for her. Or, or anything like with a lot of numbers or she's making a transaction, she has to have someone else there to handle it because she's so uncomfortable with the money. And I just don't want that for them. I don't want that for me either. So I try to, you know, I just try to like to talk to my mom and my dad about, y'all, I'm forever, I'm the worst with these batteries. Like, I have the charger right here and I have the thing on the charger. <laughs> my computer was like, you can die, bitch. We about to die. <laughs> so, but I just put it on charger. We're good. But yeah, so I I don't want that. I always look like, I, t- I try to talk to my parents now because I don't want to miss something that may be generational that I can't correct, you know, with my children. So I think that's what I, the difference is going to be. It's not going to be. It's grown folks money. I feel we're not McDonald's money. It's gonna be like, let me show you what we got. Let me show you what we gotta do. You know, just be open, an open book. I think that's what I wanna do. I say that now, but 13 might come around and I'll be like, mm mm. It ain't my business. <laughs> we just ain't got it. Because I said we ain't got it. You're right. So. I really want my kids to actually, like, uh, well, kids. I have one. Keep playing kids. <laughs> Talking to other okay, come on, kids. Come on. Kids. I do have children in the future. More children in the future. I would like them to all like work for the money. Like you want this, you got to do this chores. Like that's how my mom kind of taught my parents. Kind of taught me. I think the only thing they did was like, you want this, you got to work for it. Mm-hmm. Easy, you know. I'm not gonna just give it to you because you deserve it, uh, or I mean, because you, you know, you want it. You have to work for it. You got to do clean up, wash the cars, do whatever, and get paid, and then you can spend the money that way. I think that's my plan on having to teach Noah how to use money, besides the penny, penny, penny. <laughs> you need to be able to recognize them. You're on the right track. I think I'm, I don't know if my kids recognize money. I'm, I, I don't like coins. I'm not sure. I know they know bills. I, mean, I want a 20. Give me a 20. No. <laughs> you just gave me one. more to learn about money too. I'm reading a couple of books. I'm reading the Black Financial Bible. I've been looking for that book. You gotta send me the the link or something. To audio. Huh? No audio. But still, I can still get the book. I'm saying I looked for. I didn't even find the book. Actually, it's on Amazon. I got it from Amazon. That and I haven't started this other book. It's um. It's a it's a book. I don't know. I can't think of the title of the book, but it's a book about 
for black women and how black women should handle money. So it's another book. I just I haven't started that yet because I'm trying to get through the financial Bible. It's a good learning book. <laughs> so it's a good book. <laughs> I have to read these sections like I try to apply like read like okay this is my problem right here let me see if this book has a solution in it and the, the thing I like about this book that it referenced the bible like the actual bible so his teachings whatever he's breaking down um like savings and uh putting money aside and giving away like he's like he preaches that it's better to give to receive like you won't be able to receive money until you're willing to give money to people who need it or things that need it or you know it doesn't have to be like homeless people it could be for a good cause you know what I'm saying it doesn't have to be a church it doesn't have to be tied to a church per se you can give it to an organization that helps people you know so he does say that so I, I do enjoy that piece of how money it it references the Bible, how the Bible teaches us about money also. But yeah, I'm going through that book. But yeah, I'm talking prosperity. I hope we all learn about money. But, you know, there's some YouTube videos. If you are not comfortable with money, talk to your parents about it. You know, if you haven't had that conversation, have that conversation. Figure out what they know about money, about credit, because credit and money kind of tie together. They do. Very much so. Cause, um, you know, so we need to learn. Those are things that we, that sh- should have been taught to us in high school and education. Like we should have, in our economics class, we should have been learning about credit and how to buy a house and all that kind of stuff. But if not, you gotta get comfortable enough to have a discussion about it. Cause you'll never grow. You won't. If you just keep your little money problems to yourself and struggle with silence, you'll never grow or move past that step if you're not learning. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so let's move on to our hot topic. Our hot topic today is about Lala Anthony and Carmelo Anthony. Their whole filing for divorce. Um, I mean, it's not the first time that they were, that she filed for divorce, but this is like the actual, I guess, the scrolls back is that there's another woman involved and there's two kids. Like, how do you like? There's two kids. Yeah, she had twins. She gave birth to twins. And oh, one of the babies is in the hospital, right? No, well, the baby's fine now, but the baby was sick, and oh. that was old message she's putting out, like her being messy. Like, I just don't get why these side chicks—they gotta be so messy. You make me a side chick. I'm gonna be messy too. Don't make me your side. New York side chick, like oh, damn, you don't know she could have been. You, I don't, you don't know what he told her. That's crazy. No, you know you're a side chick, and he knew she was a side chick too. So he obviously side chick Lane. How about that? Side chick messy. Be messy with her. Don't go out and like on public and TMZ reaching out to them. Be messy on there. Like that. I think that's what made. I don't know if that's what made her. You know, file for divorce, but it's a lot. Like. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Anytime, even if you're dating somebody, anytime a child, you bring another child in, it's embarrassing. It's like you don't give a fuck. You really don't care, sir. You don't even have to be here. Even if you like, you, you don't even have to be here. Why do you even come? And he's probably like telling her, oh, I love you. I my family. I don't care nothing about none of this stuff. But yet you have an unprotected sex, sir. But you don't have no accident. You don't care about me. You don't care about your family. Like, it's trash. He's trash. I just feel bad for her. Like, you know, because this is not the first time he cheated on her. So, like, when do you move on from cheating? Like, that's one thing I don't tolerate at all. I'm not giving you that second chance to fuck me over. Like, time and done. That's how I, me and my husband got divorced. Like, time and I didn't, it was too much for me to try to, I was going to try to make things work. But, like, if you can't respect our covenant, 
you will never respect it. If I take you back this one time, you'll be like, oh, I did it one time, I can do it again. And that's what like happened to them. Like, yeah, but that said, you violate the trust. Once trust is violated, so cheating with betrayal is one thing, but the hardest part is not that. It's trying to trust somebody the same way like they never hurt you. Like, it'll never be the same. And that is so, that that's how it works. And most people don't have, like, I don't have enough opportunity to try to do that work with somebody who violated my trust. Once my trust, the trust is violated, I don't, I think it's too much work to um, mend it. Yeah. Like, I'm constantly thinking, oh, where are you? Oh, you, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's too much. Yeah, I tried to do it with the devil. Like, not really. I knew it was over. But I have, this is what I was saying earlier about going through the grieving process. So, I think that was the only issue I really got children that really affected me. Because he got the girlfriend, like the same kind of thing that we weren't married. But it hurt. Like, it was embarrassing. I was embarrassed. I was, um, I actually, I know I was like, oh, damn. Why? Which, you, what's wrong with me? Like I was, I was. It was it was very hurtful at the time. Um, I just, I just didn't. I tried to come back around because I needed to get him out of my system. So I was like, even though I knew that it was true, like the girl was pregnant. Like singing, try to get me out of my system. What you do to me? Do to me? I don't know why they came in my. Going on, I had really had to get. I would carry him around, even though he was just trifling, and he would be like, "I just love you," and then you know, just doing all this. It's like you don't care about me. This is when you knew she was pregnant, or this is after? After I knew she was pregnant because you you know I did my love. I know, I know she did. I was there for the foolishness. So, (laughs) but like. I don't know. Were you married? How long did it take you to leave? Because you didn't leave right away. I didn't leave right away. I tried working it out. No, I, I, um, I did leave for like, I would say a month, and then I went back and I tried working it out for like. Did you feel guilty for leaving? I did. I felt very guilty for leaving. For leaving, I felt guilty. I felt like a failure. I didn't work on my marriage. Like I didn't. Uh-huh. I didn't do all my my due diligence to make it work or move past it but it's I couldn't I couldn't like arch the trust is broken there's no going back like to me once that trust is broken a lot of people do it I just could, it's not for me you gotta be a bigger person I ain't that big I'm not that big I'm really not I can't move past that we set our vows in front of the church I was there God, and for you to just like disrespect our marriage, that was a lot for me, and I just couldn't move past it. Like it, it was hard. Were you in denial at first? Like maybe it's not what I think it is. Uh was I in denial? No. You knew what it was because it was it was blatant. It was it was real. Like it's like la la like, like it was boom in your face. He in your face. And sloppy. It was so sloppy. Her. It's not the first time he cheated on her, so he cheated on her the first time. First time that we found out, he probably had been cheating on her. It's embarrassing. It's hurt. It's hurtful. It's your pride is like you know bruised. It's a lot. Like it's too much. Like if it's not what you want, let me know so I can exit left. You can do whatever you want to do. Like, the they don't. They want you, and they want their cake too. Now this. Not Debbie cakes. You cannot get in these cakes. If you can't be one cake only, then therefore can't have it. Yeah, that's a deal breaker for me too. I think it's a deal breaker. After that situation, I saw how low I went. When I was like, "Oh yeah, I can't handle that." So I don't break my heart like that. I, you can break up with me and be done. You, you know, there's girls who will go for that. Don't be with her. Not me. Don't, don't play me. Don't play me. Because they have a baby. Baby. Two babies. And But she's so, I, to me, she's such a trooper. Like, my heart goes out to her because they have a child together and they still like parenting, you know? 